Well, welcome, 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 everybody. Welcome to the Symbol Podcast. We are Symbol Athletica, the brand for the purpose driven. We stand for people that stand for something. Symbol, a representation of meaning. Athletica, our idea of a culture built around movement and challenge. We do believe that if there's anybody out there with the capacity to change this world, make it a slightly better place. It is people just like you. My name is Earl Mann, and I am thankful to be your host on today's conversation, and I thank the universe for bringing you my way. Today, we're going to talk about a very common name, a very central idea to many people's personal strategies, or at least their conversations they have about their strategies. We're going to talk about the idea of focus. Hopefully, we're going to have you look at it in a slightly different way. Hmm, does that mean we're going to take focus out of focus? <laughs> no. So we're going to talk about focus. When we talk, or when most people, you know, when they talk about their goals or their strategies or something they're embarking on, their quest, their mission, their venture, their project, their business, they usually end up seeing something along the lines of needing to put focus more on their career, or they're going to focus more on their business this year, or they're going to focus more on their health, or they're going to focus on losing weight, or they're going to focus on their relationship, they're going to focus on their network, they're going to focus on their finances. The list goes on and on and on and on. And usually when people talk about focus in this manner, what they're talking about is a concept. They're talking about this this idea they have, but the idea usually is um, synonymous with more activity. So when people say, I'm going to focus on my career, often what they mean is I'm going to do more things that I view to be positive for me from um, elevating my status in my career. When I say um, I'm going to focus on my health, that usually means I'm going to do more healthy things this year. I'm going to eat more, better food. I'm going to work out more. I'm going to, you know, that's the same thing. And regardless of what they're focused on, there's this idea. There's this idea of a, of a higher degree of concentrated effort and more and a, and a higher degree of effort. Well, that's not what we're going to talk about today. If you're if you're from if you're a, uh, a frequent visitor to the Symbol Conversations, you know we often come at it from a contrarian point of view, or at least apparently it, it seems to be contrarian in the beginning. So today we're going to actually talk about focus in a different way. I call it focus, the inverted effort idea. We're going to talk about a way to look at focus that might actually seem to be the complete opposite of what everybody else is referring to. Stand by. All right, let's go. Focus, the inverted effort idea. So this is an idea about a different way that you can look at focus, or at least look at a different way of planning your activity and your behavior to support this idea of focus or this intention you have of having more focus in some area of your life. You know, one thing that's very, very common um, amongst goal setters, right, amongst people that are planning, people that have plans and, and people that have strategies, they often do a very prudent thing, which is make a list of things that needs to be done. So when most people say, hey, I'm going to focus on my career, I'm going to focus on my, my launching my new business this year. What that in usually means is they are already 
either in their head, mostly, or on a piece of paper, more effectively, they are writing down the things that must be done in this area of focus. That's a very prudent path, and the research shows you that those people that literally make lists, that those people that write down their goals, have a much better likelihood of achieving them. That's, but that's also, um, here's what's not as common. Here's what's not as common, and, it, and it, I realized it on myself many years ago, probably brought out to somebody coaching me, trying to help me, my quest to get better, but it, it kind of hit me like a bolt of lightning. And um, most people are easy and quick to make a list of the things they need to add to their life to do. But what most people don't aren't as quick to do is make a similar list of the things they will no longer do. Let that sink in. Most people make a list of all the new things they need to do. Hey, I'm going to focus on health this year. I'm going to eat right. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to read books on fitness. I'm going to get a trainer. All of those things are additive. But what most people don't do is with the same degree of focus and effort, make a list of all the things they will no longer do. And it's very important that we do this. And a practical reason why is because everybody's life is full now with something. Everybody that you, you don't live for, you don't go through your day and have literally blocks of time where nothing happens, right? Even if you're relaxing and being a couch potato, you're relaxing and being a couch potato during that time. Everything, every block, every moment of your day is filled with something. So if you have a list, if you're starting something new and you have this idea, or this intention to add focus to some area of your life and you make a list of these five to 10 things, then the math says that there are now five to 10 things on your current list that you need to draw a line through to make room for those things, right? And this is something that seems like common sense, but I'm here to tell you, for those you people, when you don't plan for it, it doesn't normally happen. That's why when most people say what they say and what they mean and what they do are three different things, right? They say, hey, I'm gonna make this happen. They, in, by doing these five things this month, they intend to do these five things every day for a month, but because they've not planned on where the space needs to come from to do those things, what they end up doing is looking for the time to do those tasks. In fact, you can hear hints of this in people's language. A lot of times people's language gives you deep clues into the context of their beliefs, right? So many people, it's a very common statement of people that have not done what they intended to do to say, man, if I could just find the time, find a time like it's lost. I mean, what is that about? If I could just, I haven't been able to find the time. And you know what? As crazy as that is, they're probably being very, very truthful. They haven't found the time because they haven't identified that where that time is going to be in advance. It's not an allocated time slot. So they literally are waiting to, for that gap in time to kind of just make itself available. And most lives, are just, most people's lives are just too busy for that. So um, the, the, the idea of the suggestion we're going to make is when you make a list, first of all, make a list. Make a list of things as a part of your focusing effort, right? We believe focus and clarity is paramount to your increasing your probability for success. For those things that you decide, and you should make a list and decide on specific things that you will focus on for some period of time. But for every 
thing that you add to your life, that you add, everything that you add, you need to subtract something else out. If for nothing else, it makes, the, it makes you focused on your time management, at least in the effort of making the list, to a higher degree of clarity, right? Because if I add five things, well, I, I know I can do these five things because I'm taking out these five things or these things to make the room for them. So now you literally have two tasks. And if you do these two things, it's more probable that you're going to get the task done. One, you have to make the room for the task and to do the task itself. So the idea here, I call it the uh, inverse effort idea, because ironically, it seems that one path to increased focus on a thing is to have less focus on other things. Uh, Ironically, a way to focus on something is to actually have less focus on other things. And there's a story that I've come to tell that... um, I've been telling this story for years now because I think it does a a great illustration of a lot of things related to focus, but also to other things. But definitely it is a great illustration of the difference people's understanding and perception of what focus is and can be. And and it also um, implies that focus is an effort. It's a it's a it takes It takes effort. It takes energy to do the thing of focus. So the story goes, and this story, I believe I first heard it from um, an Indian opera, I believe it was, an epic Indian tale that I think this story is thousands of years old. But but the story, they didn't say, hey, watch this story about focus. It was just a part of the story. But what I got out of it was this, wow, what a killer illustration of focus. And here's how the story goes. So in the story, there's this young lad, there's this young guy that wants to be a part of the king's archers. The king's archers are the highest held, the, 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 the most honored people in the king's guard are his personal um, archers. And these are the best archers in all the land. They come from all over the kingdom. There's only a few of them. Um, and to be one of the king's archers makes you one of the best in the world. And it's like being royalty, right? So this guy comes from a small town. He practices and practices and practices where in a small little town, he gets really good. I mean, he, he's better than anybody he's ever seen and uh, heard of. So he thinks he's got what it takes to, to, to be... Uh, to be a guard for the king. So he makes this long journey and he, and he gets an audience with the king and he tells the king, hey, I want to be in your, um, I want to I become one of your archers. And the king says, you, you really think you're good enough? And the, and, the, and, the, and the young guy says, yes, I've been practicing for two years straight. And the king says, okay. And the king has a bird sitting on his shoulder. It's a red bird, has it sitting on his shoulder. And he says, okay. And uh, he gives the young guy a bow, and then he has his bird fly off. And the bird flies across the field in front of him, way across the field. And it lands on a tree, on on a field. It's a tree line, a hundred yards away. And the the bird's on a tree in a tree line. And he gives the young guy a bow and an arrow and says, okay, I want you to shoot my bird. And the guy looks at the king like, what? He was like, I want you to shoot my bird. And if you think you are good enough to be in my, in my archer guard, then I need you to show me that you can do what it takes and I need you to shoot my bird. 
So with hesitation, um, the guy listens to the king, right? So he he grabs his arrow and he draws his robe, robe um, bow back. But before he lets the arrow go, the king says, hold it, tell me what you see. And the guy says, I see, I see the bird in the tree branches. I see the trees swaying in the breeze. I see the grass moving around it. And the king says, okay, now put down your, put down your bow. And the guy put down your bow and he says, okay, I need you to go back to your village. I need you to practice for three years and come back and try and come back and try again. And, and, and he's like, well, what? I didn't even, I didn't even shoot the bird. I didn't, you didn't let me shoot the bird. I could have, I could have hit the bird. King says, go away to your, back to your village, practice for three, three more years. And if you really want to be a guard, get better. Just don't take about three years and then come back. Guy comes back. Sure, so that he goes away. Sure enough, three years later, he comes back, back and the king and comes back to the king. King, I, I went back. I practiced for three years. I'm much better now. I'm so glad you made me do that because I didn't realize I could get that much better. And um, I'm ready now. And then the king says, okay, let's see. And he gives the guy a bow again. Bird still on his shoulder. Bird flies across the field. It's like 100 yards across the field, lands in a tree. Same tree. The guy, he says, all right, shoot my, shoot my bird. And he draws the bows back. He says, now, wait, tell me what you see. He says, and I see the bird. I see the, I see the bird's feet clutching the branches. I see the leaves be, uh, surrounding the bird. I can even see the texture of the branch that the bird is on. And the king says, okay, put your bow down. And he says, um, okay, did I, what's next? And the king says, I need you to go back. I need you to go back to your village and practice for three years. And, uh, and then come back and try again. And the guy's like, what? I do you again? You, you have me do this. I went back for three years. And, but then he realized he was talking to the king and he, he stopped his whining and complaining, right? And he says, okay, fine. So he leaves, heartbroken again. Goes back home. And when you're on his way home, he thought he was going to give up because he thought the king was just playing with him. But the king was known to be a just and worthy man, so that didn't make any sense. So he just went home. And sure enough, though, he got back into practice. And three years later, he comes back. King's still there. King sees him again. Says, ah, you're back. He says, yes. He says, I've gone away, king. I practiced for three years. I'm so glad you sent me back. I truly now do understand my level of focus, my level to... My archer, my ability, I am so much better now than I was when I came to you last time. And that at the last time, I thought I was the best in the world. But now I'm so far beyond that. So thank you. So thank you for making me go improve my skill. He said, OK, you know the drill. So he gives the guy the bow. He sends this bird, the red bird flies all the way across the, the field. And he gives the guy the arrow. He says, OK, shoot my bird. The guy calmly pulls back on the bow. King says, hold it, tell me what you see. And the, and the young guy says, red. And the king says, okay, put your bow down. You're finally able now to start the process of becoming my guard. And all he could see, his focus was so tight, he couldn't even see the whole bird. He could just see the color of the bird. And the reason he was able to do that is because he was able to not see everything else, the field, the distance, the trees, the leaves, the winds, the sky, etc. It's a great illustration of what I'm trying to convey, this idea about, you know, our, our intention of focus. I think we, all, we often take, hmm, 
we intend to do the right thing. We intend to actually see red, right? But what, we're, what we end up doing is trying to do the move more activity that feels like more. We've associated focus with more. And I'm inviting you in this conversation to consider associating focus with less. That's why I call it. And that's why I call this the inverted effort idea. Because ironically, when you decide and dedicate your planning to focus on one area of your life, it should actually result in less effort in other areas of your life. So I hope this gave you something to think about. Hopefully you now think about focus in a more meaningful way. Hopefully you took something from that story. I like that story. (laughs) Hopefully you took something from that story and hopefully you are now better equipped, better equipped in setting your plan, your focus in place to that's going to be required for you to hit your bullseye, whatever that bullseye may be. So as always, if you know other people that you think may benefit from these random conversations we have on our quest to be better at stuff, please let them know that there's a conversation being had over here at Symbol Athletica. We are mission-driven, and we're looking for other mission-driven, like-minded people. We're trying to grow our tribe. So please share with others accordingly, and I will see you on the next one.